We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Multiple scenarios at play now. There's even one where the Steelers could lose tomorrow and still get in if the Titans can beat the Jags and the Broncos can beat the Raiders. The Colts and Texans don't end in a tie, which, of course, that game would end up... And the game two years ago, when the Steelers against all odds made the playoffs, when they beat Baltimore in Ben's final regular season game, they needed the Colts as a 15.5 point favorite to lose to two win Jacksonville, and they did. And then they needed the Raiders and Chargers to not tie, and I went to bed that, saying, that game's over, nothing to worry about there. Almost tied, but... The Steelers-Ravens game itself was almost a tie two years ago. That would have knocked both teams out. That was an overtime. Ray-Ray McLeod came up with one of the plays of his life. Yeah. So. And then we got got to see the old cowboy ride off into the sunset getting pummeled in Kansas City. If history's any indicator, we are in for. Thank you, Donnie. We are in for a wild ride over the next three days. Because even if the Steelers were to lose. Not dead yet. I still Sunday afternoon. I mean, at that point, it, it. I think at that point there are a lot of Steelers fans that wouldn't want them to make the playoffs because they've backed in. Just and you'd all the good vibes about oh they get could the make draft some noise pick, don't would even, be gone. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want to think about that yet. Uh, I have adopted a more sunny outlook on things since the Rudolph change got made, and we've seen him play so well where I'm thinking that they're not just going to be a sacrificial lamb if they make the playoffs so they can go to someplace like Kansas City or Miami and give either one of those two teams a game. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys, and we'll get to callers on this too, at 412-928-9370 is, do you feel better about the Steelers or do you feel better about help? Do you feel better about them handling their own business and beating the Ravens Or do you feel better on shooting 50% between the Titans knocking off the Jags and the Dolphins protecting home turf and beating Buffalo? I can't believe I'm saying this, but right now I feel better about the Steelers. Why would you say that? I just, I can't. Well, let me finish. They go to Baltimore and they win a lot. I'll tell you why. I can't believe if you'd have told me in week before week one of the season that I would be talking about a 9-7 and seven Steelers team in Week 18, I'd have said, okay, it's plausible. I had them around 9-8, and 10-7. And, and then if you had told me, you're going to feel good about their chances to handle their business in a win-and-need-help situation with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, and you're going to feel good about them largely because of the way Mason Rudolph has played quarterback, I would have kind of waved at you and then said, I'm heading out, I'm done, goodbye. I feel good you about have them. the person committed. Right. I feel good about them because I actually buy what I the quarterback has been selling for two games. And it's because I've been so starved of it for the last several years. Even Ben in his last couple years, we knew the arm strength was depleted and he wanted to get rid of the ball. I haven't seen a guy stand in and play the position the way Rudolph has the last two games since probably Ben in 2018 pre-arm injury where he would stand in and do his thing, and he would rock, you know, put the ball down the field 
and actually take shots to A.B., and they were still cooking, and Juju was doing his thing. Mason Rudolph has played quarterback in a way that we haven't seen in a half decade. Nothing about it feels remotely fluky. We all hated the offense when Canada was here. We felt the offense got slightly better when he got fired because Kenny looked good against the Bengals. Then the offense went in the toilet again with Trubisky and with Kenny, by the way, after the first two completions in Arizona against Arizona. And now suddenly it all looks great because a guy is clearly operating it at the highest level we've seen. I'm not used to fans arguing against their own players. Usually we'll do that as hosts because you know we're not as maybe connected to the team. As fans, like, I consider myself a fan, but you know what I mean. Like, no, some you did fa- say that Kenny and Pickens would be Montana. And I know, Rice. but some fans are so Pollyanna that they take what the team gives them and they always want to see the glass half full. Sure. Of course. It's That's very rare. It's very rare when a lot of fans argue against their own guys. And I think that's happened with Mason Rudolph. I've heard so many Steelers fans over the last week say, consider the competition. It's the Bengals and Seahawks. As if these two teams were the two teams that the Steelers lost to at home. The Patriots and Cardinals, which I think reinforces the point even more. This team has shown this year that you can't even take for granted games against two teams that were vying for the number one pick. So to score 30-plus points against Teams that in both games, theoretically, Cincinnati looked at the Steelers game as a playoff game, and Seattle looked at last week as a playoff game, Mm -hmm. and they're not great teams, but statistically, they're nowhere near the worse, and both teams had beaten other good teams and had won more games than they lost. And you knew both teams could score points, And yet, how many times at the year, well, look at where the Bengals' defense ranks. It's one of the worst in the league. There's a a lot of, well, hold on, I I can explain this, though. I can explain this. It's not even so much arguing specifically against Mason, what you're getting here. It is battling and trying to find a way around sort of that back of the mind, buzzing or tingling, deep-seated truth that maybe they just did not get it right with the quarterback they drafted. Okay, so that's an interesting point. So let me just make sure I hear you right, because I think this is I think you could be onto something. If you take Kenny Pickett out of the picture mm-hmm. and he just falls into a bottomless pit, or a well. And Super Mario Brothers. And he's gone. He, I played, by the way, Mario Kart without on the Switch on New Year's Eve. How'd you do? My neighbor brought it over. How'd you do? I think my best finish was second. I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of rust what to CC shake off. What CC were you playing? Was the, that, you playing the slowest speed or a high speed? I was playing a very high speed. 200? I don't know. I didn't set the numbers. Unbelievable. But, but anyways, if Kenny fell off the face of the earth. Okay, he's bottomless. He's gone. He's, he doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. Okay. You're saying you don't think Steelers fans are arguing against Mason Rudolph's last two games? No, I think they're very thrilled that he's playing. Kenny, the way he's I playing. mean, Kenny, Donnie, do you agree with that? If Kenny is not on the Steelers roster and Steelers fans don't feel like they have to defend his honor, are so many of them still coming out and ripping Mason Rudolph's last two games? No, not even close. I think you're. I think you're right about that, Chris. I don't even think it's, it's just... It's a way of tearing down a guy to build their own guy back well, no, up. But, well, hold on a second. Let me put an even finer point. I think that's part of it, for sure. Defending his honor, whatever. But I think there are also people who don't want to acknowledge whether it's Kenny or somebody else. But especially, yeah, he went to Pitt. There's a lot of really strong feelings there. That your first-round pick from two years ago has is not a good pick. So when you're arguing against 
Rudolph in a sense. You're also arguing for the idea that your team didn't, as Ben would famously say, screw up the pick. Right? Like, that's got to be part of it, too. Yeah, but I, I didn't think it's it, way more strong emotionally with just I yeah, want Kenny to be good. But, but I, there's the other part. But of I it think too. it's I think it's because he played at Pitt. I don't think it's because of where he was drafted. I mean, I don't think it took much for fans. Don't you think people have defended Najee when people like me and you have said that wasn't a good yeah, pick I by mean, pointing and, out his every good game yeah, as evidence and, why they and, did and, pick and now, him right? And now we're seeing more of that, and we and we probably should because of the game he's coming off of. And you know, by and large, I think he's had a I think he's had a solid season. I don't think he's played. Up to the pick by any stretch. I don't. Very hard for any running back. I don't. To. Yeah, he's 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 a good running back. You don't take a good running back twenty fourth. The guy who he reminds me a lot of, he's a, he's a better version of the running back that the Ravens are going to start tomorrow. Gus Edwards. He's a straight ahead guy that can get tough yards, and I think where did Gus Edwards get picked on? He was he a seventh round pick by Baltimore? Or was he completely undrafted? I mean, you don't take that guy twenty fourth. But what I was about to say was. Like, I don't think it was hard for fans to turn on guys like Artie Burns or Devin Bush two years in. No, that's that's a fair that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. You know, I mean, I don't think it's because they picked him 20th. I think it's because of what he did for the local college program here. And I get it. No, there's I totally obvious, get that. I mean, it was I think it was tough for both of us, especially for you, because of how much stock you had put in him being a very good pro, to turn away from it. I turned away earlier than either of you, although Donnie was pretty close behind, but you needed to see a lot of just I really needed to tough see, football. I needed to see offense. And I do think that has caused, what is the phrase in psychology, cognitive dissonance? Yes. I think that's caused a lot of that for Steelers fans, and this is how they're coping with okay, it. Okay, so I'll answer the question from before. Do I feel better about the Steelers, or do I feel better about help? I feel better about help. I think both of those things are going to happen, so that's twice as many. I think I think Miami's going to lose, and I think Jacksonville is going to lose. Remember, the last time we saw Trevor Lawrence suit up for the Jags, they fell behind Tampa Bay thirty to nothing. Have you seen his turnover numbers the last four games he's played, Chris? I think it's four. He still might not play, by the way. It's still up in the air. He's going to get a shot in his shoulder, and he's going to play. It's like Ben against Denver in the playoff game. You after. think they'd have a hook for him at that point if he comes out and looks horrible, even with the shot in his shoulder? Yes, but I think he's he's only missed one game in his entire career. We've seen him come back from like knee injuries and concussions in a number of days. Now their season's on the line. Mm-hmm. Last three games, five interceptions, four fumbles. Turnover machine. They're broken, man. Is the bloom off the Doug Peterson rose yet? A little bit. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. But you know, Tennessee's wretched, but they're much better at home. Every single one of their home games have either been a Titans win, an overtime game, or a three-point loss. So they've played games. Every game has been, at worst, a coin flip for them at home. Why would tomorrow be any different, given the way Jacksonville... Jacksonville's saving grace is that they got to play the two in Carolina Do you think Vrabel's the kind of guy who's a big enough psycho as a coach that his guys will actually play as hard as he wants to play in, in a meaningless game? You know what? That, that's a really good question. I think it's more about somebody else. I think it's yeah. more about Derrick Henry. I was going to say they want to honor the teammate here. Yes. Like, we got to play hard because we owe this guy. You know what else? Probably Tannehill's last I was, game I was just going to say, starting. I think they're, even though they they fell short, they were a number one seed, and he was the reason they lost to the Bengals in Cincy's Super Bowl run year because he turned the ball over so much in that game. I do think there's some loyalty to him because of how he turned his career around and turned them around kind of out of nowhere when they got him. So, yeah, I, I think that's it's fair. It's a highly emotional game for them. And, you know, if you think about it, 
when the Steelers made the playoffs the the year they lost to Ryan Mallett. Okay, so Donnie, do you remember that one? It was the year, like 2015. The year, yes, the year sure they was. lost to Ryan Mallett. Why? Well, I, I so I actually went to the the game in Cleveland. They got hammered the final, by Mallett. The final week of the year, that was my first Steelers road trip. They needed the Bills to beat the Jets, right? And, and needed so, to win. Were you wearing Steelers gear? Because people in Cleveland, in my experience, act like absolute mutants when they see Steelers gear. Oh yeah, yeah, we all were just it's, insane people. And so the Bills that. That next week that Donnie's talking about, they had nothing to play for, mm-hmm. and the Jets had everything to play for, and the game was in Buffalo. I think there's pressure on a young team on the road, too. To get it done? Yes. Well, there's not. I think there would be pressure in your home building because your fans might get antsy, but like in Jacksonville, I know they have a very loyal fan base, but it's not a big one. So I don't think that would have even applied to them there. So I think, yeah, on the road, you, you start clenching a little bit. But if I think you get it's harder early. for the team that's out of it to pack it in and mail in the last game when it's at home. Because you've got to answer fans. to those people. Yeah. Well, you still you have Henry doesn't strike me as a guy, nor does Tannehill, who would pack it in. And I think if you believe that they would follow their lead, they're going to play their asses off. They're going to play hard. Henry is 15 touchdowns in 14 games against Jacksonville. My sneaky uh, prediction there is that he's going to throw a touchdown pass. Doesn't he have? Game. Doesn't he have his 99-yard run against them, where I think he broke the tackle of every player on the team down the sideline? They just kept like bouncing off him like he was. Yeah, Bo Jackson. it was Jacksonville. To see somebody else 